0: You have tuned in to a study of the scriptures. This series of teachings is called the authority of the Bible and we welcome you to our study. The Bible speaks with authority and it's a dangerous book if we don't understand it. Can we really trust the Bible? Who can tell us if the Bible can be trusted? We can go to Jesus as the most credible witness of the scriptures. There is no greater authority on this subject. Now, the scriptures refers to the Old Testament writings, first of all. These were held sacred by the Jews as God's word, spoken through his prophets. Can Jesus tell us? if the Old Testament is really the word of God, or merely called that because of tradition by religious people? Does he confirm that the characters of the Old Testament and those ancient events are historical? Did Jesus say anything in the Gospels that could convince us that the Old Testament books are more than human writings, that God's Spirit had a role in those prophecies and that some protection was extended to ensure accuracy of transmission of that message of God. The testimony of Jesus ought to clarify whether inspiration means that God gave men some inspired ideas to write or if it means God gave those men an inspirational push whether their thoughts were inspired, or if the inspiration extends to their written words as well. And after Jesus answers our questions about the Old Testament accuracy, can he convince us about the New Testament? Are the Gospels and the Epistles in fact the very messages which God intended for us to have? In other words, Should we trust the Bible? What evidence is there? Well, at the end of Jesus' life on earth, when on trial before Pilate in John chapter 18, verse 37, he was asked about his kingship. Listen to his answer. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth Here's my voice. Pilate said, What is truth? Well, Jesus gave an answer in John chapter 17, verse 17, when he prayed to the Father and said, Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. Jesus in these passages gives us the reason for his coming, to bear witness unto the truth. This means that Jesus is a witness and there was a truth about which he was to witness. He often talked about the scriptures. Those were the scriptures of the Jews and the Jews believed that God had spoken through the prophets to them. Jesus said about that Old Testament law in Matthew five eighteen, do not think That I came to abolish the law or the prophets, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass away from the law until all is accomplished. Well, Jesus Christ came to fulfill it. No man could set aside the law. It was the holy law of God. But the holy law of God was for Israel, and Jesus upheld that law to those Jews because it was the word of God to them. That's how God administered the people of Israel, by the law given through Moses. God ended that law. Man didn't end it. The law ended when Jesus Christ died and the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. And then men could look through and see that the presence of God had departed from the temple. At that moment when Jesus died, he became the mediator of a new covenant. And the new replaced the old by God's doing. And today God administers his people not by that law, but by grace. And the New Testament teaches the Christian that It's not the law that is supposed to teach him how to behave, but the grace of God teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live righteously and godly in this present world. So Jesus came to be a witness, and his major witness would be fulfilling what God had said would happen. The scriptures came to pass through Jesus. Another witness was his claim to be a prophet of God. In John chapter 17, that great prayer of Jesus, He said to the Father, The words which thou gavest me I have given to them, and they received them, and truly understood that I came forth from thee, and they believed that thou didst send me. In verse 14, he said this, I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Here we see that because of the word of God, the world hated Jesus, and it will hate us if we are witnesses for him and let people know that we do believe that God has spoken and that Jesus is his great prophet. In John 17, verse 17, he said, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. This remarkable person, Jesus the Christ, claimed to be a spokesman for God. And he claimed to be God's representative. In John chapter 5, he claimed to be equal with the Father. Only two kinds of people could make that kind of a claim. A fool or one who was really equal with the Father. Jesus said in John chapter 5, My Father is working until now, and I myself am working. And then John tells us that it was for that statement that the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because He not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. Was Jesus equal with God? Well, he explains it in this chapter. He said, For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son. And then he said, In order that all may honor the Son even as they honor the Father. Well, now that's blasphemy if Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. He couldn't very well be a good man if he were not the Son of God and equal with God because he here would be telling a falsehood. And Jesus continued, He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Men who say they believe in God but do not believe in Jesus are not making any sense. Jesus said you can't honor God unless you honor the Son. There are many religions in the world, and some men today are telling us that we ought to accept all of these religions, that they all believe in God, and they are all seeking the same goal. That's nonsense. Jesus would never Go along with that. He said, if you don't honor the Son, honor him how? As the Son of God, the Eternal One, the One who lived with the Father in the beginning and came from heaven and became flesh. If you don't honor him as to what he claimed to be, then you are rejecting God who sent him as God's unique messenger. All religions are not good. Most religions put people into bondage. They live in fear. They control people. Religions tell men to do things, to work, to sacrifice in order to win God's favor. Only the Christian faith, as announced through Jesus Christ, tells men not to work but to believe in him who justifies the ungodly. All the religions of the world except one operate on a merit system, that you have to work in order to deserve something from God. But the Christian faith tells us that God does not accept the works of men; He has a gift to give instead. And that gift is guaranteed to everyone who believes in him and does nothing more than that. The blessings of salvation come to a man only through faith. That's God's program and it's announced in the Bible, both in the Old Testament and the New. They both teach that men are justified by God through faith alone. So today our gospel announces that whoever believes in Christ alone will be saved. Their sins will be forgiven and they will have an eternal inheritance because Christ purchased it for them. He died on the cross to satisfy the demands of God's holy law and to pay the penalty which that law demanded And now God is free to forgive everyone who will come to him by faith in the messenger, in the prophet, in the Christ, sent by God. The Bible teaches us that the way to have peace with God and to receive his forgiveness is by faith alone in Christ alone. That doesn't mean Christ plus something else. It doesn't mean believe in Christ and then keep on trying to save yourself. It means abandoning everything you thought could help you and to put all your trust, dependence, and reliance upon who he is and what he did for you. Now, I've been reading in John chapter 5. It's a chapter that upholds the fact that Jesus Christ was equal with the Father. In John chapter 7... Jesus said this, If any man is willing to do his will, he shall know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak of myself. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. Here again, he tells us that he was a spokesman for God, and as a spokesman, he was a prophet. In John chapter 8, Verse 26, Jesus said, I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and the things which I heard from him, these I speak to the world. Which man in the world could make a statement like that, that he heard God speak and then came here to speak those words to the world? Only a man who had been there and who had experienced that presence of the Father could say a thing like that. Now in John chapter 12, Jesus again talked about how he was equal with the Father. Listen to verse 44. He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. And he who beholds me beholds the one who sent me. In verse 48, he said, He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day, for I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me commandment, what to say and what to speak, and I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Until next week, this is Nick calavoda reminding you that the word gospel means good news.